For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Check in with Aaron Torres from the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, Aaron Torres Media, and Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, AT, we got a day before basketball season starts here in Arkansas. Forget about the opener against Alcorn State. We got Arkansas and Purdue tomorrow, man. That's the best exhibition game in the country. No, I was going to say, how dare you insult the performance by, by the, the Hogs against UT Tyler? I caught a couple highlights there. Come on, Phil. Uh, no, this is a big one. This is a big one. And, you know, listen, it, it, it is one of those things. I mean, look, we, we can go back to last year and uh, the the uh, the Texas game in Austin and blah 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 this and that um, it is a big deal and coaches are going to say oh you know we're we're playing different guys but I think it is a great 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 way to just have a gauge of where your team is at this time of year I love that fans are there you know these charity exhibitions have really been a pretty cool you know new twist in college basketball it used to be everybody plays these quote unquote secret scrimmages that you're not really supposed to know about and who's playing and all that stuff. This is out in the open. It's obviously going to be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Don't know, you know, I'd like to lie and say that I'm definitely going to be able to tune in. I'm not sure if I will, strictly because it's a college football Saturday. But uh, just an unbelievable uh, idea. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how the Hogs match up. And then, obviously, it'll just be, uh, you know, a good, a good game to get them ready for the season ahead. Give me a sense for you, like where you would place Purdue in the pecking order preseason nationally. Okay, so I'm going to give a long answer here. I'll try not to keep it too long. Um, I think one of the, the the tough things about polls is, you know, we've never gotten clarification on what is a poll, right? Is it who is the best team on day one of the season? Is it who could be the best by the end of the season? And so... Purdue is a top five team. I would have them top five in the preseason because they return basically everybody off of a team that was that that won a Big Ten regular season and a Big Ten tournament championship. It was also a team that in the NCAA tournament, their guards weren't good enough, uh, and they got beat obviously by a 16 seed. And you know, unlike Coach Muss, they 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 were not aggressive in the portal. That they bring back basically the entire team from last year. But I just don't think everybody around Zach Eady is good enough. I, I, I do think he is really talented. He's skilled. He's not just big. 
But guards went in March, athleticism went in March, and frankly, and, and you know, I hate to say it because I know Arkansas was on the wrong end of it, but uh, NBA talent wins in March. You know, the, the UConn team that knocked out Arkansas, the NCAA tournament, had three guys that were on opening night NBA rosters. And so when you're talking about a Purdue team that maybe has a second rounder in Edie, um, I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. But in a single elimination tournament, I don't think that they're built to win in March. So I hope that answers your question. Really good, deserving of their ranking. But I don't expect them to be hoisting a title trophy uh, in March and April. Aaron, I, I know it's a it's a it's a long season, but right now, who would be your top two teams in the SEC uh, as far as getting ready for basketball season? You know, listen, Tennessee kind of fits the bill of what I just said. Uh, I, I really do like Tennessee. Um, I know Rick Barnes has gotten a lot of heat, but I mean, I think it's like two out of the last four tournaments they've made the second weekend. Remember last last year they made the the Sweet Sixteen without their starting point guard Sakai Ziegler. So. I think they're to me the best team, and then I and you know it's experience, it's depth, it's whatever. I think Texas A&M probably should be number two. I think they have a little bit of the Purdue thing that I just said is they bring back everybody. They're going to beat the teams they're supposed to. They're not going to take a lot of weird losses. But is that a team really built to win in March? And then I think I know you just asked for two, Matt, but I I don't think there's much of a gap between those two and Arkansas and Kentucky. I'm a little lower maybe on Alabama than some. I think Kentucky is going to actually have a nice bounce back here. They have a lot of talent. I think the Arkansas talent speaks for itself. And I think the one thing with Arkansas that on the national scale, I just don't think it's being discussed enough is, you know, it says, oh, you know, they got hot in the tournament. It's like, yeah, they, they also lost Trevin Brazil in early December. Obviously, the three of us talked plenty about Nick Smith kind of being in and out of the lineup. So there was just a lot of injury stuff, and, and I think people are kind of underselling the impact of, of Trevin Brazil being healthy, of Devo Davis being back for a fourth year, on top of obviously all the transfer and freshman talent that came in. Man, and must also brought in. I mean, you talked about, um, you know, like like what what Purdue had some issues with the guard play specifically in March. You you brought in a lot of really talented, athletic. Older guards that have played the guard from played. Houston, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Khalif Battle oh, yeah. from Temple, mm-hmm. uh, L. Ellis, L. Ellis. Louisville. Yeah. Really, I mean, there's a lengthy list of veteran guards who have, you know, Ellis didn't win games last year, but Battle won some games. Tremont Mark won a lot of games, played in the Final Four. I mean, these are guys that they're not first or second year players, right? I mean, they've they've shown they can produce in major college basketball, and it's one of the things I love about how Muss has done this. The transfers he's brought in. Have have and it's not you know not to denigrate the American Conference and Houston because that's a great program, but he it's um you know he's brought players in from other conferences usual either a step lower or a couple levels lower and they see what they can do here more often much more often than not it's worked out. The question I have is, you know, and everybody thinks about this with Mus's teams. Are you going to expand your your rotation because you have about ten or eleven to twelve guys that either you brought into play or they have played somewhere else. I mean, appreciable amount of minutes, fifteen to twenty to twenty-five, and you know how much is it's. By the time you get into January, uh, at it's 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 down to seven or eight. It is, and you know, to answer that question, Phil, like I, I mean, I don't think it's going to change because this is who he is, and this is who he's always been, um, and you can. I mean, I guess in theory you can debate if it works or not. I mean, I think I think the track record speaks for itself at this point. But I just bring it up because I, I think this is who he is. And I think a couple things. One, and we certainly talked about this a lot last year, is 
you, you do this because you just never know what's going to happen. And I understand in the in the portal world we live in, where you bring in players and they don't play, um, that they're likely you know they, they could leave after a while. But I, I just I don't think you can be caught shorthanded. And and I, that's the one thing about Coach Moss is is he'll overload the roster, but he's never going to be in a situation where he doesn't have enough. And and I think you even go back to last year. I mean, you know, if, if he didn't, you, you know, do what he does, I mean, what do you do with all the injuries that they had? But the other thing, and, and this is something that we've talked about for years, is it creates all sorts of competition in practice. The best are going to play. The best are going to emerge. And I think the other thing, lastly, that I would say about that, the one thing I do give Coach Musk credit for is he doesn't settle on that six or seven or eight um, on November 14th and just ride with them from there. I mean, he's continuing to tweak. I mean, I remember a few years ago, Trey Wade was having trouble getting on the court early in the year, and they didn't really know how to use him. And then, you know, a light bulb went off uh, between the two sides. They put him in. He has an immediate impact, and the team takes off. So I give Coach Musk credit. I think, by the way, that was a little bit of the problem last year. You could never settle on a seven because every time, um, you know, you you got comfortable with a group, uh, somebody was either coming back from injury or going down with injury or whatever. So, yes, it is a recurring theme. Yes, I believe that by the end of the year, we're going to be down to the 7-8-man the rotation that we always are. No, I don't know who it is, but I don't expect that to change at all. Aaron, I, I want to ask you a football question, and, and you got one out sure. west with uh, Oregon at Utah that's going to be a good one. Uh, but first, I, I, I want to ask you about the, the world's largest cocktail party. Is Florida athletic enough this year? Have they kind of turned it around a little bit where they could uh, hand Georgia a loss? Um, hand them a loss, I don't see that. I mean, can they keep it close? I think they can probably, in theory, keep it close. You know, listen, that, that South Carolina game, I mean, the bottom line is, and when I say South Carolina, for people who don't know, Florida before the bye uh, played South Carolina. They were down by double digits, came back to win. I think one, I still think South Carolina is very good. They've obviously had a little bit of a, um, you know, a, a strange season. They're sitting at two and five. And also, Florida didn't really run the ball that effectively. So I think when you factor all that in, and I think, you know, Kirby Smart always seems to have his teams kind of playing their best at, at kind of moments in time where, in theory, they could be doubted. And I do think with the Brock Bowers injury, listen, I know it's been a busy week at Michigan, but early in the week, um, you know, people, uh, Michigan became the odds-on betting favorite. So I, I think Kirby is going to be able to play up some of that uh, went with this game, I, I think Georgia wins. Do I think they? Do I think Florida can keep it close potentially? But I, I definitely don't see a scenario where Florida's winning the game outright. I will say though, really quick, the schedule all of a sudden. We said how how soft Georgia's schedule was. It looks a lot tougher all of a sudden with Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Missouri all playing good football, and they still have all three of those teams left on the schedule. Michigan's got to buy this weekend, don't they? What is going on out how, there? How do you yeah. dominate the headlines when you're not even mm. playing that week? Well, we, we've, we've just oh. learned how you can do that. And, and it just keeps getting more interesting and more interesting. Uh, and part of, the, part, of the, part of that, Aaron, and you're, you're experiencing this too on, on Twitter, I think, um, to watch the Michigan fans bend over backwards to defend this program and every, every aspect of, this, of the sign-stealing here. Um, you know, to go as far as say, well, blame it on the victim for not changing the signals. Well, all right, that still doesn't absolve the cheating, uh, which this is. This is, I think, this is absolutely cheating, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's involving. It might even involve the the uh, the assistant who the the co-offensive coordinator they fired in in February for accessing illegally um, 
staff members' emails and stuff like that. It might involve other programs in the country that they might have sent some signs to. It's just it's kind of mushrooming, and you know what that means. It gets out of control sooner or later, and it feels like that's where it's going. Well, it feels like it's there, and it's crazy. You know, every six hours, it feels like there's a new twist. But what I would say is it's funny you mentioned them being on a bye. Like, this is almost the worst-case scenario. Like, you almost want a game to just distract people from everything that's going on. But but I bring it up because this is a crazy story. I mean, I remember asking you guys last week, uh, I said said to Matt, and what's it to both of you, and still you referenced being a baseball guy, in-person scouting is normal, Obviously, none of us understood the, the depth and magnitude of which they were doing. And I mean, I, listen, I get the whole, I get the whole, you know, everybody still signs to a degree. And I even get the argument for most of these coaches that, hey, it's time to put speakers and headphones. But at the end of the day, you don't have anybody else in college football that we know of sending people all over the country. I mean, we saw the, the Washington Post report, eight Ohio State games, eight, like this is absurd. And so... Like I said, I think Jim Harbaugh would love to have a game this week just to distract everybody from what's going on. But the word you used, Phil, was mushroom. It just keeps getting worse and worse, crazier and crazier. It's just bad for everybody involved. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more is it safe to say, Matt, nobody can dig as deep into high school football in this state than Nate Olson? The the knowledge Nate has is endless. All right, so test well, the you're knowledge. You're putting me on the spot here, guys. Not yet. <laughs> not, we're not. We're just inviting somebody to do it. Okay. 877-377-6963. But I'll let you take it where you want to go at first, Nate. What's the game of the week as far as you're concerned? Well, boy, this is this is a big one. Uh, Greenwood at Pulaski Academy. Um I've got to check the, this for sure. PA, I don't believe, has lost at home since 2010. Oh, that would goodness. make the streak around 86 games or so. I'm going to, I'm double checking that, and we'll have that before uh, game time tonight. But I was at that game. It was Cabot, and that was a long time ago. Uh, so you've got that working in this game, but I, this, this is one of those. There were several games at the beginning of the year in August or July when we're sitting around and getting ready for the year, and we're like, oh, can't wait for this game, and it's at the end of the year. Well, it's here, and sometimes things happen in the season that you don't anticipate, and one of those was PA getting uh, beat very handily at Little Rock Christian. But as we talked about, and Matt brought it up about Anthony Lucas, and you brought it up, I think, Phil, too, that's um, very resilient and they haven't lost since then, so this sets up this sets up a major showdown. Uh, Greenwood's undefeated. They have really uh, been dominant since the beginning, and they've played the back half of this 
schedule, the lower half, kind of cruised through it. They they did a good job in the non-conference season. So you got Kane Archer, uh, the sophomore phenom, and all of his weapons. Uh, L.J. Robbins, the good running back they have, um, and and all of those guys. His brother on the other side of the football, Cash Archer, and the good cast of characters they have there against the PA team that probably isn't as talented, but they know how to win. They know how to win big games, as evidenced from this long winning streak. Anthony Lucas is as good a coach as you're going to find. He's a state championship coach. He has done masterfully in taking over for one of the better high school coaches in history of coaching, Kevin Kelly. The, the transition has been almost flawless. They have this year faced some adversity. Kel Busby went uh, the baseball route, and I saw on Facebook where he visited Arkansas, Phil, and that's where he's going. He went on his official visit and took pictures, you know, at uh, the complex and everything. So he's fully into baseball. Um, they lost a running back to a transfer, and um, their good receiver has been injured, John Mark Charette. I don't know if he'll play tonight. He's been nursing an ankle injury, but they soldier on. They've won most of their games. They've had the one major setback, but here they are, week nine, uh, alive and well. And uh, this this has got a chance to be one of the better games of the year. It's one I always tell people when you go to this game, you better pack a lunch. And you would go to a PA because they last a long time. About ten o'clock, you might get hungry. And I also suggest if you go on over there. Try out the uh, hamburgers. I, I don't know what they put in those to make these grilled hamburgers so good, but I, I don't ever go. I, I usually don't go to concession stands, but I make an exception um, at PA. I always have a hamburger, and I'll have one of those tonight. suggest you do that, too. Uh, maybe get two so uh, it curbs your appetite if we're there a little long. But this, this is going to be a major, major big-time game. And if you're in the Little Rock area listening to this, uh, you, you might want to wait the trip to see Kane Archer. He, he's a, one of those guys that is a special player, a guy that in the same vein of Mitch Mustaine, he's one of the top players in the sophomore class in, in the country. And I have a feeling he's going to have a monster game tonight. I think these are the kind of games he lives for. Uh, he came in the PA game last year off the bench and let him do a win in the regular season. So this, this just has all the makings for just a, a really awesome high school football experience. Nate, before we go down the list, I, we're, we're here at the Crabtree RV Center here in, in Alma, Arkansas, and uh, so I have to ask about the Alma Airedales. And uh, is are they still rocking and rolling? Yeah, they they, they lost uh, to Harrison, but um, I still I still like their what they've done this year. I mean, you we talked last week about surprises, and uh, you know I think they have been and and. Uh, Jackson Daly has took on the, the responsibility of moving from tight end to quarterback, and he has just been such an impact player for them. Uh, I think they're a team that could, um, you know, make an impact in the playoffs or make, you know, uh, make a run. Um, they play Shiloh Christian, I think, next week, and we're going to have to get the advocates out and the, the uh, adding machine on, on to figure out all the tiebreakers and stuff. But I think there's still a chance that they can share part of the conference uh, championship there. So uh, they've, they've had a good year. They've had a real good year. I know they would have liked to beat Harrison. I mean, that was kind of an unexpected loss. But, uh, you know, Alma is one of those programs, as you know from living in the River Valley growing up there, that it has been a traditional power. I mean, they had one of those stadiums, you know, a, a nice stadium before a lot of other programs 
had one of those, you know, back. I remember seeing that in the nineties, thinking, "My gosh, this is this is unbelievable for a town this size to have a field that good." Uh, and Frank Vines was the architect of all that, and you know, now they have uh, rediscovered that, rekindled that tradition, and it's it's always good to see some of these traditional powers if they have some down times to come back because I know how much football means to Alma. I mean, it's a, it's a huge deal, and to have them winning, it, it, it like makes high school football better when the Almas and the Nationals of the world are winning ball games and those traditional powers. Uh, Charleston, they've had, you know, you've got several in the River Valley. Booneville, when they're winning, it, that's high school football. Hey, Nate, let's look at the 7A West. I mean, it looks like Fayetteville can clinch the uh, the regular season with a victory at Rogers Heritage. They get Harbor to close out the season. Neither of those teams doing very well. So I guess no. that makes today's game with Bentonville West and Southside like almost a fight over second place. Yeah, that's right. And, it, you know, one reason why I wanted to mention it, and Bentonville West is playing very, very good right now. Dalton Rice is a quarterback that stepped in. Uh, their senior quarterback, uh, Casey, got injured over the summer unexpectedly, uh, was out for the year. Rice played very, very well. And West has been one of those other teams that's kind of been a surprise uh, along with Rodgers. And now Rodgers has kind of hit some hard times, and Bentonville West has moved past them. So they win tonight. Uh, they would play Bentonville in a big rivalry game, a new rivalry game for the uh, number two seed if Bentonville can win tonight. Um, and and Southside is another team that has been good and played well and maybe doesn't have as much of the record to show for it, but Amari Tucker has taken the state by storm running back. He was hurt last year. He's had several 300-yard games. Uh, and Tim Dameron, I just I like the, the what he's brought to that program. You know, we've talked about it before, a college coach that played at Arkansas to come back home, so to speak, and he's, I think he's breathed a little life in this, in this program and, a, and probably made it to where they can build off this year and maybe in the next couple of years be even better. But he's brought some excitement back to the program for sure. And Tucker is just one of those guys that he is fun to watch. They've got another running back too that's good and massy. And, uh, so they're, they're, I mean, they're, uh, They've got a good one-two punch there, and it's kind of a contrast in styles, but that that should be a good game uh, in Fort Smith tonight. Nate, i got to ask you about another quarterback from Hot Springs. I think you got Camden Fairview at Hot Springs and Matt Contreras. Yeah. He threw for eight touchdowns in the game last year. Wow. Probably one of the one of the more, you know, underrated guys um, in, in high school football. I think he's a borderline – you know, college guy. He's probably a small college guy, but he he's good. And uh, what I like about Hot Springs is Daryl Burnett. He's a Buck James disciple. He was with Buck at Camden. Uh, he was with Buck at Bryant. And he, he has turned Hot Springs around. They've got one loss in the league to Parkview. Fairview's got a loss. This is going to be some jockeying probably for uh, the uh, the second spot. And then I'll just go ahead and go right into this game because it kind of coincides with it. A little bit of Hot Springs flavor this week. Parkview at Lakeside. So Parkview undefeated. We don't see them being challenged by anybody the rest of the year. I just, I don't, I maybe Mills in the playoffs, maybe Pine Bluff, but they're just so loaded with talent and they play with a tremendous amount of discipline 
Uh, they made fewer mistakes than Bryant in that matchup, and that's why they won the ball game. Special teams, the little things. Bryant didn't do in that game. That's why Parkview's number one in our ranking. Bryant's not. Uh, so Parkview just just really loaded with talent. But the, I want to say that Lakeside, you asked about surprise teams last week. Lakeside is one of those. You know, they, they lose their, their coach. Um, he, he leaves, and Garrett, they promote Garen Rockwell. And a, a guy that a lot of people had never heard of before, he was on the defensive staff. He has really made these guys believe. I mean, they feel like they can win the game tonight. I think, you know, they may be the only one, but really that's all that matters uh, is what you think about inside that dressing room. And they, they have they've only got one loss in the league, or no losses in the league. They're undefeated. One loss overall. And Jacob Hermosillo is another quarterback across town from Matt Contreras that is in that similar vein. He can air it out. Uh, probably a little underrated, kind of making his name for himself this year. This would be a huge win for Lakeside. I, I, I would, there'll be a electric atmosphere. I mean, they, they've had some success, but, um, not as much in the playoffs. They would love to win this ball game and then get that number one seed, but uh, a huge pass with Parkview coming in tonight. Nate, let's close out on the 4A1. Um, Elkins a chance to, uh, finish. Really, when you look at it undefeated, the way that they're playing, is anybody playing any better? I mean, in the entire state, at any level, as dominant as the Elkins Elks. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You, you make a great argument for them. It, it, uh, there was, there's a big three there in 4A, Warren, uh, Malvern, and Harding Academy. That was the three that you looked at to probably be in Little Rock. The distance, the gap between them and Elkins is very narrow now. Elkins may be right on the same plane with them. I love how they play offensively. Slade, Dizzy Dean, uh, a gunslinger of a quarterback, Deshaun Cheers, tremendous running back. Uh, they put up points in bunches, but was what was really uh, surprising last week is they shut Ozark down. No points, 38 to nothing. If the defense plays as good as the offense is, they're going to be hard to beat. Also want to mention in Gentry, they've had a resurgence, and one of the reasons why is a young man named Talon Williams. He's a transfer from Shiloh Christian, great quarterback. The guy's been working on his craft for a long time, puts a lot of extra work in. I know his family a little bit, and I've seen some of this behind-the-scenes stuff. And it, he, he got the nod, I think, uh, the third week of the season to start at quarterback. It's been a great move for them. This is going to be kind of a shootout game, I think, if, if uh, Gentry can slow them down a little bit, uh, you know, Williams can put up the points uh, with the passing. But uh, 
it's going to be very hard to beat Elkins. Elkins, real, like you said, they are really hot. And a, a part of it is that their defense is playing so well. No, they're going to put up points, but now they're shutting teams down, too. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices. Now, through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. There is a betting line on tomorrow's Arkansas Exhibition basketball game. Uh, Let me see. Neil even sent me the screenshot of it earlier. They got Arkansas favored. Hogs are favored against Purdue, Matt. Hmm, what do you think? Minus three and a half, minus 110 on the money line. Pretty it's, good. It's, I think it's tough to set, set lines for exhibitions. They did cover the line against Tyler, though. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a friendly. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's pretty cool that we live in this day and age where you, know, you can be seeing a friendly and, and, and you can uh, ha- have something out. But I... I uh, it won't be a, a deal where it's a crunch time or there's something going on. It's 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 a game to go out there and run up and down the court, see what you got. You're going to play a lot of players. Uh, yeah, could could there be some kind of home court advantage at Bud Walton? Uh, could Purdue, uh, a veteran team, could could they uh, not be playing their guys heavy minutes right now? No reason to play uh, heavy minutes right now. So I think you're going to see a lot of guys play. Uh, I think it will be a, a, a good scoring game and uh, a lot of shots made. It's going to be fun. I haven't seen Purdue in person since uh, I think it would have been the 96 basketball season when I was a student at Indiana. Glenn Big Dog Robinson. Was he there in 98? Was uh, he came, come there? Yeah, that was then. Uh, yeah. So I actually saw Conzo Martin play for okay. that Purdue team. Okay. Yeah. Keedy was, was still the coach. The Big Ten wasn't great, I think, in those years. Because um, Martin, I mean, he didn't have some great NBA career, career, but he was the Big Ten player of the year. But that was a big rivalry, too. Like Indiana-Purdue, it still is. I mean, that's a huge basketball rivalry. Yeah, Jim Jackson out of Ohio State, uh, he, he was all right. I played. was around this that same time, yeah, too. Yeah, Trying to think of some of the other. Like, Marcus Pfizer played at Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, but that's not Big Ten. Oh, Brian Cardinal. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had the hair going on like uh, before he even knew it was gone. I remember watching Luke Recker at Indiana and then transferring to Iowa. Remember Luke Recker? No, nope. he might have a record service now. <laughs> it's probably something like that. He's one of those Indiana high school legends that, you know, didn't necessarily have like some big career. Kind of like Damon Bailey. I don't know if some might remember Damon Bailey from the late '80s. I think he helped Indiana get to a Final Four, and I think he played in the. I think he played briefly in the NBA, but only for he was a little dude. He could shoot. You know, when when it when the people who were three point shooters were unicorns. 
Not not like everybody is a three point shooter now. Where the unicorns are the ones that can make it from half court. You know how things evolve and, and how the games change a little bit. I think basketball has definitely gotten more skilled and more more talented, and it's it's really cool to. You have to be able to shoot the ball to play in today's game. You know it's tough if if you you got five players on your on your squad out there. Uh, you have to either be seven three, a pterodactyl, or you have to be able to handle the ball, pass the ball, and shoot. Back then, you know, 30, 40 years ago, it wasn't like that. You know, you had bigs that were more specialized role, where now it's it's almost like an amoeba style of offense. You you kind of got to be able to switch everything on defense. You you got to be able to, to 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 play a three. You don't necessarily have to bring the ball up the court and play the point, but those positions have to be so interchangeable on offense and defense. Positionless basketball, we keep being told. That's it's like the, the Netherlands in, 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 in soccer in the 80s. That's right. If they can, is that what it's like? Is that what they're modeling it after? That's, that was it. That was the poli- positionless football. Football in the '80s of the Netherlands. That's right. They were they were crushing it back then. How long did how long were you? Because you're, I mean, you've been a soccer fan for. I'm going to say it's been like 15 years, 15, 20 years. How long was it before you started looking back into the history of European football? Love to love to learn. Uh, so so you you know you have Messi and Ronaldo, you have uh, Pele and Maradona, but the Netherlands had a guy named Cruyff, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but Cruyff, no, no, I would like that to be his pronunciation. It's, it's like Cruyff, and it, he had this turn. It's called the Cruyff turn, like how he how he does the it. Cruyff turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, we have something named I, after you. I You've know I'm special. I know I'm butchering his name right now, but he was so he was so OG that Adidas wanted to sponsor their jerseys, and they have the three stripes for Adidas. He didn't want Adidas, so he wore two stripes because Ooh. he had to. Yeah, he, he was like physically removed one of the stripes. He coached. He coached some of those Barcelona teams. He's he was a, a legend afterwards. You know, kept on coaching afterwards and stuff. OG. Thinking of the Fosbury flop, probably the most famous thing that was named like a like an athletic move that was that was named for somebody specifically. Wasn't that guy's name Dick Fosbury who invented? You know the Fosbury fl- flop. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Every time he watched uh, somebody do the high jump. You know, and they're jumping backwards over the the bar. That's the Fosbury flop. I, I loved uh, on the, the the high jump how they used to jump over. They used to 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 do it that style. That was uh, that was pretty cool. I could make up my own high jumps. You know, move. It, 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 hey, would, it would involve going face first into the bar. I don't know if anybody's going to practice that one. Well, they are adding games to the Olympics, so maybe we can petition and get it into the next one. That's what are the right. What are the Olympic sports now? It. Uh, I mean, why is cornhole not in the Olympics if we're doing flag, flag football? Fo- flag football. That's uh, that's going to be interesting to to see. Yeah, and we're doing lacrosse now, right? Uh, baseball, softball, cricket. That's the one that all, that gets me because they said cricket is coming into the Olympics in the United States in order to accurately reflect the sporting culture in the United States. I'm thinking, really? Can Vladimir Guerrero play? Like he, we want him. I don't know if he's American, but we'll take him because he, he can. He, he can. Would. That's that's the, that's the swing right he there. He would be, and they're not called a hitter in cricket. What are they called when they're hitting? A henchman. <laughs> they got a big old mallet, man. I mean, that's frightening, is what that is. But you're right. You, you got to be a really good bad ball hitter to be a good hitter in cricket man they, they they play for days i've never actually seen uh watched any any uh any time of a, of a cricket match scott wants beer pong in the olympics now that's this is a whole different thing those are the olympics that are going on at 1 30 in the morning in whatever city the olympics are being played <clears throat> there's the olympics that everybody's keeping track of that they actually um you know give medals to and keep records for and then there's the uh middle of the morning drinking olympics 
which I think does go along with the uh, the other sort of the Olympics because some of these athletes can do both of them. I bet America would be pretty good at the drinking Olympics. At the beer uh, beer pong, we'd get win some, beer pong. We we we'd be heavy in Milwaukee area recruiting some of the Milwaukeeans. Uh, they, they I think they can hold their Milwaukee's beast up there and uh, have a beast in one hand and their old swill. Oh my goodness! Uh, I was wrong about Earl Weaver managing the '83 Orioles. <clears throat> I got it. We got a text in from the 501, and he was right. It was Joe Altabelli. I'd forgotten because Weaver, I think he, he retired after the 82 season. Joe Altabelli takes over as the skipper. They win the World Series. Ripken's the MVP. Uh, and I think Altabelli was fired like less than two and a half years later, and Weaver came back as, as the skipper again. Earl Weaver, you, you, I got to play for you at some point. Earl Weaver... Uh, and who was the, the the umpire that he went up against all the time? Doug Harvey, was that his name? Frank Pulley. Was he any relation to Jared Weaver, the pretty good pitcher? No. Borderline Hall of Famer? No, that's a different guy. Yeah. We had him on the Travelers one of the years I was there. He was an angel for a little bit, right? He was yeah, an angel. Yeah. Jared Weaver, his brother Jeff. Jeff and that Jared. Same, that same long hair, yeah. sidewinding delivery. Yeah, Weaver was a top pick out of Long Beach State. And then he came to the Travelers the first year, the year that he was actually drafted. And man, Matt, that would have been like watching you pitch. We was six six. I think he was the same height as you. Yeah, I, I remember watching him pitch. Um, that that's pretty cool, man, Phil. You've had a pretty good, pretty good gig, man. All the players you've got to see. Uh, you know, you, you, I think back and I got to play against Peyton Manning, so you get to yeah. see him across the sideline. You know how cool that is. That's Some of true. The, so you know Ray Lewis, some of the guys you get to play against, and then you get to see some. It's it's always different seeing Michael Vick in person than it is seeing him on on the TV screen. Reggie Bush, same same thing, you know. Well, then to you know go from a place where you were watching them, and then you're on the same field as them. Like that's a different that's a different kind of a thing. Like I saw these guys when either either nobody knew who they were. Um, it's like discovering a band before their first album blows up, you know, and you're like, right. oh my goodness, I remember them. They were awesome. Yeah, that's right. It's like my friends that grew up. Going to see? Do you remember Rusted Root? Yeah, yeah. send me they're, on my way. They're a Christian. They're a Christian rock group, aren't no, they? No, no, no. They're they're they're, not, they're, oh, a, okay. they're a they're sort of a like a jam band rock band. Okay, I don't think it's okay. Christian group, but they're out of Pittsburgh. I had a lot of friends that grew up I've going to Rusted, Rusted, Rusted Root. Yeah, Rusted Root. And then they kind of blew up a little bit, and they were like, "Yeah, you remember when?" Like, no, I never saw them until they got big. I'm just not that cool. But with the minor leagues, yeah, it was like that. But for you, I mean, it's like you. You played against well. Jason against Peters was a teammate of mine, and you know, and you get to see what he does. Um, you know, I I, I never, uh, you know, McFadden misses like you'd like to have seen McFadden live. I think McFadden's the best Razorback ever. You know, as far as if you have to have a one, and I know there's different errors, and there's a lot of great Razorbacks. I'm not leaving anybody out, but the the best Razorback football player I've ever seen is Darren McFadden and it's 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 he, he was I guess amazing. that could be like the way to answer a question that's maybe it'd be an unfair question to ask but you, you know you're here so I can ask it it's like if you if I were to give you one Razorback that you didn't play with that you would like to have played with would it have been DMac? Man, you know that's Steve, a tough one. You know, you had a guy like Ken Hamlin out there. You had a Tony Bua. You know, Steve Atwater would have been cool. No, to but play it's got to be an offensive player, somebody yeah. that's on your side of the ball. Oh, absolutely. How, how do you not want to play with Darren McFadden? He was. Uh, he, he's on the short list of best college running backs ever. You know, he he's one of. And if you're making a list, somebody has to be number one. You know, the the best player my my four years there was Sean Andrews. I mean, he he came in and was just he was better than and and that's you got to see it. 
uh, you got to see it see it live. You know, Carlos Hall was where a stud. was he on the line when you played there? He was a right tackle. Okay, so I was going to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you. I need you to pick one right tackle that you didn't play with that you that could Bobby be your Williams. right tackle. But then I was going to say, yeah, but you had the best one. Bob, Bobby Williams would be up there as a, as a tackle that, see, that could play. You yeah, can, you can answer these questions pretty quickly pretty quickly. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate hog fans listening right now, and I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs, whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Good afternoon, Neil. Happy day one of World Series. How are you? Oh, I am doing fantastic. I'm excited about the weekend. Uh, and uh, anytime that you have a championship in one of the major leagues, uh, whether it's NFL, hockey, college football it's always a great time and it's a fun time it's also a nervous time for the for the bookmaker because uh usually we have all of our eggs in one basket and if the games don't go well it can it can be expensive for us but uh but uh hey that's why people bet and 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 people pay a lot more attention when we're in in things like the world series and the playoffs and things of that nature so it's what it's all about this time of year We're, we're we're basically in the sports betting solstice where just about everything is is active at the same time i think if we go to game seven we'll just miss college basketball and and baseball being active uh by about three days so uh so that's pretty close enough for me uh to have everything going on at the same time neil i know y'all are 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 crushing it with your uh your prop bets and and there was one that i I brought up with phil uh earlier today in ktel marty if i'm 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 probably just butchering his name keto marte Keto Marte, but he has a 16-game hitting streak. What I mean, you got to have something that it goes to 17, right? Well, I guess since you said it, I may have to now. Uh, <laughs> but I, I might create that market. But yeah, um, we've uh, we our prop bets. You know, they, they're they're pretty volatile, um, but uh, that's where all the odds are. So um, it, it's amazing. There have been a couple of games where we've had more action on the prop bets. Then we have on the main market, so people are very, very in tune to the individual players and the prop bets. And uh, you know, I'm always looking for more data sources and, and other content. And uh, we've got some things on the horizon uh, with uh, with our next platform upgrade due in December. It's 
going to give us even more flexibility with those props. So uh, I'll tease that a little bit. I'm, I'm even going over to London in a couple of weeks uh, to meet with our technology partners and our data providers uh, uh, to, to get that all ready. And um, also, I'm going to catch a Man- uh, Chelsea, Manchester City Whatever. game. Whatever. That's for two you, weeks from Sunday. Yeah. Take me with you, man. I, you know, What's going on, dude? Uh, hey, you got time to get a ticket. I have never been to one, of course. Oh, my and, uh, I'm, 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 and that one being my first one I know is pretty, pretty special. So uh, we're actually going a day earlier so we can catch and experience that. Now, so, will you uh, be at the uh, at Stamford Bridge or will you be at the Etihad? Are you, are, are you going to be in London or I, are you going to be in Manchester? I, wherever the game is, it's, okay. it's Chelsea versus Manchester City. So uh, I'm going to tell I'm going to get in an Uber probably over there and tell them tell them to take me to it. So well, you uh, know, I know uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know, over there it's like boxing over here. They put the home team first. We're in American sports. We put the home team absolutely. second. So you're you're probably at, at yeah at Stanford Bridge. How cool, Neil? I'm, you're going to have to let me know how that goes. I've never seen Mike am, Jones this jealous of anything. I know, right? I was like, oh my goodness. Well, I, that's why I had to tell him because you know I'm kind of <laughs> jealous of him and his life experience. So maybe I'm throwing in there on him go. a little bit there. So, <laughs> so we got props on the starting pitchers tonight. Uh, we got uh, props on Adolis Garcia, Christian Walker, RBIs. Um, which one of these teams, Neil, was the was the 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 bigger long shot when the season started? I would I would picture it'd be Arizona. What were the what was the number you said, Matt? That somebody was might win a million dollars. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You had a it was twelve five. It was twelve thousand five hundred is is what I saw. And then the longest shot was the the Minnesota Twins in ninety one. I believe were were eight thousand to one. Well, th- this is what I've got. Okay, and and this is on Bet Saracen. So we took our first bet on the Rangers on November the ninth. And at that time, they were plus 5,000 to win the World Series. Oh, my goodness. We took <laughs> our first bet on, on Diamondbacks to win the World Series at plus 7,500, and we took that on January the 3rd. So, uh, yeah, they started betting them pretty early. Now, let me put that into context of how the odds changed from when they were released and they were first bet. At the All-Star break, the Rangers were at plus 1,200. The Diamondbacks were at plus 3,000. And then, just at the start of the playoffs, the Rangers were still at plus sixteen hundred, and the Diamondbacks at plus three thousand. So uh, you can kind of see where you know if you where you if you uh, have a hunch or you've done your homework and you've run your models and making those bets early can really really pay off. And I've even got how many bets we've taken uh, in, in the early in the early part to win the World Series. It's, it's not that many on these particular teams. Would this be the biggest upset in in modern, I guess, modern baseball history? I'm thinking about the New York Jets with the Namath game when he guaranteed to win. Right. How, how big of an upset that how, is? This a big upset if Arizona wins it? No, it's it, you know, I mean, if you if you go for the season odds now, if you go to what people bet at the at the beginning of the season, everybody, I mean, our number, everybody, the number one most bet team to win the World Series, of course, was the Atlanta Braves, followed by the Phillies, and then. The Texas Rangers were right mm-hmm. after were number three as far as to go to the series there. So, you know, uh, a few you know a few people were on them. Uh, we've got a total of a hundred and twenty bets on the Rangers preseason. Now, this is before the season started for the Rangers to win the World Series, and we had forty two on the Diamondbacks. 
Hey, Neil, let's move over to college football here, and, and we'll talk about a team that doesn't play this weekend. I'd seen, you know, we remember uh, during the college baseball season, you knew something was, was iffy when when everybody pulled the Alabama games off of, um, off of their sites and it wasn't available to bet. I'd read where U.S. Integrity has been in touch with, uh, with everybody concerning Michigan football, and potentially there's a, there's a chance that Michigan games could get pulled off of betting sites. Is, is there truth to this? No, there, there's no truth to it whatsoever. Matter of fact, the U.S. Integrity look into that was, has actually been closed and resolved <clears throat> and they don't see anything wrong. Now, the way this system works is is that if a bookmaker sees something that doesn't quite look right and doesn't quite pass the smell test or is unusual or is a change in behavior of, uh, of a better, then we will make inquiries and, and, and say, hey, is anybody else out there seeing any of this? So my suspicion is is that somebody in the industry – um, maybe said something that they shouldn't or, or put it in the wrong context. Um, I mean, we are actively looking at unusual things in the betting thing. And, and, and like I said, 99.9% of the time, there's nothing to it. It's just that one, one, one out of 100 times that, that, that you look at something, something may be there. But that's just the system working and people getting a little maybe uh, – uh, Bad information because I mean, I, I, matter of fact, I just looked at my uh, alerts. You know, going into the World Series and going into the football weekend, we always look at the uh, league alerts and in, in, in any inquiries uh, of that nature. And and that one has been marked resolved uh, as of the uh, as of yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. What's today, the 27th? Yeah, that one's pretty much uh, resolved, and nothing's to it. I think that's a little bit of a social media. Uh, snowballing effect on that, maybe some anti-Michigan sentiment, but uh, we didn't have any problem with that, and um, and it was all around sign stealing. And if we took a game off for sign stealing, uh, we would have never been able to spread a uh, a New England Patriots game back in the day. So uh, I, I don't think there's anything to that, in my professional opinion. So last week you guys had a line. I forget what it was for the Texas Tyler Arkansas exhibition, but the Razorbacks. I think covered we hung it. it. Yeah, it was 41 or 42, I think 41 and a half. But, yeah, they did cover it. Um, um, somebody joked to me, what do you think it's going to be, a 100 to a 40 game? Well, you, yeah, <laughs> it was almost <laughs> that. So, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, those things are fun. I mean, no one's – people bet those things like they bet preseason football. No one puts an enormous amount of money, and, frankly, we're not going to take an enormous amount of money on them uh, either way. Um, it's just that, you know, with us being in Arkansas, and, and, and most books will not put a exhibition game or a charity game of this time up there. Uh, but we do so because, hey, we're in Arkansas. Our fans uh, are, are really, really hyped up about the basketball season. And, and, and most people are going to be doing this with fun. Most of the bets will be 5 or $10 on this game. Uh, we haven't put a limit on it. If someone tries to fire at it, uh, you know, we're not going to take those big bets. We're going to keep it fun. But we just wanted to make the game interesting as people listen to it on the radio and, and anybody that watches it on a stream or on a TV source. Neil, uh, speaking about you getting to go to uh, to a City-Chelsea match, I, I'm pretty sure over there that once you walk into the stadium, they have little spots where you can go uh, put a little wager on, much like what you're able to do over here on your phone. Could you see American sports uh, go into some type of model like that? Well, once you check in and get, get into the stadium... Uh, that you you would be able to place a bet? 
Oh, absolutely. And it depends on the jurisdiction. We already have that in places like Ohio. We actually have it in in, in Maryland, where that where the uh, there's a there's a sports book in the in the uh, Washington Redskins stadium. Right on. So we already have yeah we already have that in the United States. Now it depends on what the jurisdiction is. You know some some uh, some states are legal by like Arkansas's by constitutional amendment. It specified that it has to be at the casinos. But other states that have done different models, they have put retail sports books at the sports property. I mean, matter of fact, remember the baseball uh, thing with Alabama? Well, that was placed at the sports book that was at the uh, Cincinnati yeah, Reds ballpark. So, uh, okay. Yeah, at Bed MGM there. So we already have that. But it's kind of a little bit of a moot point with, with, with it being on the cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, because. Uh, Cell phones, I mean, we're, we're, we're basically attached to them now. So if you have a cell phone, you're probably going to be making that bet. It's a lot easier than getting in a line. Uh, we know what lines or stadium are like just to go uh, to get a beer or a Coke or a hot dog and even the restrooms if you go at the wrong time. So uh, most people will probably opt to do that on their phone. And with all of the live betting options that we got, it's even more attractive when you're in the stadium um, because people think they can get a little bit of an edge on us. And, Technically, they can because they don't have any delay like you do on broadcast. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.